All right, everyone, we are live here at the MCW cast. I am Tara, and I'm joined here tonight with Dan McDevitt, MCW promoter, Nat Forgotson, uh, promo coach, and uh, backstage production. Also known as Platinum Pla Nat. I was going to say, I'm MCW never going to know you as not Platinum Nat. So can we just go with that? Sure, okay, I can call thanks. myself Platinum Nat for tonight. <laughs> okay, thanks. I'm Chad Clark. I own IPO Marketing Group, and we're uh, we're just days away from probably our biggest weekend. Huge ever. weekend. Um, Huge. Just in a couple days, Hollywood Celeb Fest and Baltimore Celeb Fest, along with two Winter Blast shows. So four yeah. events in that? two days. <laughs> it seemed like a good idea a couple months ago. <laughs> yeah. After um, <coughs> after we teamed up with with Chad and after Baltimore Celeb Fest too in Millersville. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, so a big weekend coming up, and that's what we're going to kind of go over this week um, after Tara gives the rundown. Yes. <laughs> I was just – I was pulling up the Flashback Friday, actually, before I got to that. Um, but, yeah, thank you, all of you, our listeners. We are on Episode 55. And uh, thanks for checking us out on all the major podcast platforms, of course, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, SoundCloud, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, Breaker, Radio Public, and CastBox. And, of course – if you're checking out the live video stream on Facebook and um, YouTube, thank you very much for that. And, of course, thanks to our coffee club members. We've been getting a lot of coffee over the last year, so we really thank that continued support. That really means a lot and goes a long way to helping this to be successful for us. So, all right. Well, <clears throat> this weekend is almost upon us. Um, thank God. Huh? Thank God. <laughs> it's been pretty crazy. Um I guess it, it's really it's a dream weekend for wrestling fans. There's yeah. so much talent coming in and so many opportunities for fans who've been watching from the 80s on till now to meet all these different stars and have an opportunity to just get that one-on-one -on -one time with yeah, people they would not be able <coughs> and, to. And um doing it I guess like we we've been we've been going to Hollywood um for since 2014 I think. We started running Hollywood um so seven years uh, and kind of built that up and Dennis was the one that said to me like after we did Baltimore Celeb Fest 2 he said hey what do you think about doing <laughs> a convention in Hollywood also and I'm like on the same weekend so yeah so we're <laughs> normally we just go there and do a show so yep. we're taking you know it's, it's definitely a smaller scale convention than what Baltimore Celeb Fest 3 is um, but still probably about 25 30 stars in Hollywood but what is, is it it's got to be over 50. Between the two dates, uh, 62 different talents. And, and but in, wow. in Baltimore and Glen Burnie at the LaFontaine Blue, it's probably going to be at least 50 different It's 58. And there's, I think, two different people between the two days. Yeah. So, yeah. Wow. So, so the, it's, a, it's a high. The, the, the biggest number we had before was 52. Yeah. So it's crazy. And that's with cancellations and everything. We still have 58. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. Um, it's just that's a, the, probably the craziest thing about doing this stuff. It's. Uh, the more stars you have, obviously, the more you deal with that kind of thing. The vendors, the promoters, the flights, the hotels. But it's just one thing. It's just part of what goes it's on. It's a big machine. Yeah, I mean, just even things like on our show, one of the matches changed. We had a, a tag match um, that we had set up for Hollywood that, you know, we had kind of built up. Um, Megan Bain and Gia Scott versus um, the women's champion, Ray Lynn, and Quinn McKay with Lita as the ref. And then Megan, you know, she's... um got to do the AEW dark tapings and she's got to deal with AEW so like just that that kind of stuff like you know a week or so ahead of time um but that's just kind of that's the fun part of being a professional wrestling promoter well for me it's when someone cancels or something happens then I have to I try some people would just let it go but I always try to replace them mm -hmm. so it's like who's available who's not on dark who's not at another convention somewhere else so it was it was it was a little trying, but we got it done. We got a couple extra. Notes. And it's that's funny too because uh, like one of the things I think like after after Baltimore Celeb Fest two, that was like one of the big frustrating points for you was like AEW scheduled yeah. that Saturday night Dynamite and then pulled like because you had like Britt Baker and yeah, a bunch of people, so you're like, mm -hmm. hey, we're gonna do this weekend and do it like on a Sunday and. A Saturday and we'll avoid um, anything possible for AEW and then it's like a couple of weeks ago AEW tape dark taping scheduled on the and they usually don't tape on a Saturday it's yeah. usually Monday or Tuesday <coughs> yeah so, so um, but yeah that's that's the wrestling business it certainly is <laughs> um, for our fans who maybe didn't make it to uh, Celeb Fest 2 that we had um, 
in Millersville, we posted many of the interviews that we conducted. We made our way around the uh, venue, so to speak, with uh, Kim and Nicole and myself. We did some interviews. So um, those are posted. They've been on our website. They're also on YouTube. So be and sure Facebook to check those too. out. And so Facebook, you know, yeah. yeah just look for the backstage pass segments. Yeah. And um, that was it was really great catching up with some people and getting to talk to people f- um, for the first time. So, you know, if you missed that, please do check it out. We'll be doing more of that there. And while you're at it, if you're on our YouTube page, make sure you check out our Flashback Friday because this week we've got a great one. It's from night one of the Shamrock Cup 2017. Remember when we used to do two-night Shamrock Cups? Those were brutal. (laughs) But nothing compared to two days of conventions and shows. Um, And that match is Ken Dixon versus Leo Rush, both of whom we'll be seeing more of very soon. Actually, uh, ironically enough, this weekend and Friday night in Hollywood, that's the main event for Hollywood. Um, night mm-hmm. one of Winter Blast. Uh, Ken Dixon, the MCW champion, teams up with Leo Rush to take on former champion Brian Johnson and um, and Dak Draper. Yep, so that ought to be great. So any of our f- fans who caught that match before, they will probably really enjoy seeing this. And if you haven't watched it, then you have still have time to watch it on Friday before you head to the show on Saturday. Absolutely. So, <clears throat> yeah, I guess we got about eight matches for Hollywood, we can kind of go over. Mm-hmm. That's based on Chad. What are like? Let's for what are like run down some of the guests. I guess in Hollywood, uh, Hollywood we have Kevin Nash, Adam Cole, Thunder Rosa, Bob Backlund, um, the Headbangers. Headbangers uh, are there both days, right? Yeah. Uh, Layla Gray, Mandy Leon, Quinn McKay. Um, man, I'm drawing a blank. So many. <laughs> Poster right in front of us. Lita, so Rush, and for everybody's sake, the at the Hollywood Volunteer Fire Department, Hollywood Celeb Fest starts at one, one to five. Doors open at one, one to five. Um, then it'll be about an hour in between, and then the doors will open for right, Winter Blast. For yeah. Winter Blast at six. So, <clears throat> yeah, that's going to be a time crunch for our ring crew, but I guess we got to make it happen. <laughs> From the so, uh, past celeb fest, how have you seen it break down with fans who are coming to see like one person specifically versus the fans who want to see everybody? Um, I don't think it's like that. I think it's like a car sale, like a car sales kind of thing. Oh, I come to look at this car, but man, this one looks okay while I'm here. So th- I don't think people come to see just one person, but uh, I think they come just for a full day of you know meet and greets, pictures, and all that stuff. I don't think they don't you think there's a mix of people that <clears throat> like. Some people just want to come to the show. Some people just want to come to the convention, and there's people that come to both. Yeah, but I think they start out just co- coming to do one thing, and then they kind of like, okay, well, I'm already here. We'll watch the wrestling show, and they like it, and they want to come back. Yeah. Yeah, that's always <clears> – because <throat> there's – you got the – like we'd get a lot of times we do when we'd bring the big stars in. Um, we'd bring the big stars in. I'd notice you, we'd have a lot of times people say, hey, can mm-hmm. I just come in, and I just want to meet Shawn Michaels. Right. Right. You know, I don't want to stay for the show. And that was kind of just the way we, how we had it structured when we do that. Like, now you got to buy a ticket. Right. You know, <laughs> you got to buy a ticket to come in. So <laughs> that's because a lot of those those high price tag, um, high price tag talents that's when you come in. But you got to you got to get the door money because those guys are not cheap. Yeah. Yeah. People have no idea, especially now. Um, I honestly thought. With pricing on a lot of these guys and a lot of the talent coming out of COVID, you're going to see like a reduction in prices because people hadn't done anything for like a year. Right. It was, it was complete just the opposite. opposite. <laughs> the complete opposite. It's bad. What do you think? Cha- what do you think? Like a little inside baseball. What do you think? Ha- what, what do you think? I because I haven't been able to figure that out because I is like it totally. I me and Dennis even talked about. It. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be because leading up to the shutdown <clears throat> and the pandemic, <clears throat> you started having. Remember leading up to that, it was where like AEW, ROH, WWE, they were all signing people. We were probably like leading into the shutdown the six months prior. Like, you couldn't get anybody because they were, like, between all three companies, they were contracting people and signing them to, like, they wouldn't even let them go do signings. So, like, it was exclusive contracts, and everybody in and Ring of Honor was given big money contracts. And it was like we're, we were watching the talent out there <clears throat> just kind of shrivel up to where we were we were starting to book guys on shows that had been here five or mm-hmm. six times. And 
we were just trying to spread it out. So it was like leading in, it was kind of then then coming out, it was all this talent released and we're like, oh, this is gonna be good. Like guys are gonna come down on their prices, supply and demand. People haven't worked in a year, year and a half, a lot of them, anyone that's not under contract getting a salary. And it was just it was just the total opposite. I have a theory on that. What's I the theory? I do too. Well, I think <laughs> it's because those virtual signings, the guys were getting the same amount of money to sit at home and be recorded or someone would go to their house and do the same thing as opposed to flying three or four hours, staying in a hotel, handshaking three and four hundred people. We could just sit at home and sign two or three hundred autographs for the same price without leaving their house. So that okay. why would I why would I why I can get three thousand dollars to stay home. Now I want five thousand if I'm gonna fly stay in a hotel, well, interact with people. That does make sense. Do you think it could also be a risk assessment? I mean, some of these guys are old. Yeah, or, that too. You know, I mean, and now there's risk every time, there may be risk every time they leave the house or have to get on a plane or deal with travel or, like you said, shaking 300 hands. You know, I mean, maybe, I don't know. I mean, it's the same reason why, like, an Uber driver charges more in the snow. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because it's more dangerous. Do they really? They I do, absolutely. They charge more in, you know, rush hour. They charge more when it's raining. I didn't so, know that. yeah, because Does it's. Does it a, automatically, like, on yeah, the Yeah, and it tells you. And you can, you can <laughs> see. Like, and there's even a little disclaimer. It'll tell you maybe uh, prices may be affected by um, weather conditions. Because, like, you can look up in advance what time you want to leave somewhere, like an Uber and Lyft. But like, so I, I'm thinking that there's a risk assessment involved and guys are like, well, if I'm going to, you know, venture out into the world in the middle of a pandemic, you're going to pay for that service. You know, <clears throat> any of that. I have no theory. I just been totally blown away. It was total opposite of what I thought. I know when we talk on the phone, I'm like, well, he, this is the price. <laughs> He's like, well, five years ago, we this. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Say supply and demand. Uh, well, there's that people too. are desperate to see live entertainment. They've been shut in their houses mm-hmm. and people are just starting to venture out. I know some people have been going out anyway, but the people who've been staying at home and are just, oh, you know, I saw Kevin Nash. I gotta go. I got, I'm so ready to spend money. I've been locked up. I want to see stuff in person. And that's their yeah. thinking. So, okay, I can earn some money off of that. Probably. Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. You know, and I, I guess, and I guess, pretty much everybody's back up and running. Yeah. Even I heard like New York, who was always, mm-hmm. you know, with everything with the pandemic. <clears throat> they have um, really strict vaccine requirements, though, to go anywhere in public. So but I've heard that the, from just what I heard from I get, I don't know about much about the vaccine, but from what I like, people that were like GCW, everybody was like, man, it was really relaxed. It wasn't like right. You know, like I for a while, like especially even when we the first couple shows we did, it was really like tense with the commission and everything there was like a tension mm-hmm. of like <clears throat> so I, don't, I guess every people are getting comfortable like you said going back out yeah but uh, that may what you said made me think of something like other venues like concerts for example um like i love going to concerts and i got that itch too as soon as like i heard that some dates were being announced and i fully expected the prices to be through the roof so i was really really surprised when i got 38 dollar tickets to the foo fighters mm-hmm. for may and i was like well that's literally the exact and in fact when i saw them a couple summers ago i think i paid at least double that for the same exact seats I, no, probably triple that, actually. So that just surprised me very much that, like, I fully, and like you said, people want to give money. I was ready to buy them whatever they cost. I really didn't care at this point because it had been so long. And uh, I was really surprised by that. I mean, David Grohl's an upstanding citizen, you know, and <laughs> he's long been against uh, exorbitant ticket prices. So maybe that had something to do with it. But it is interesting how different um you know, types of entertainment are handling things like as far as prices and so forth. So even venues for these for the conventions and stuff like that, they're not breaking on their price as well. Like you would figure, they're <coughs> not doing as much as they would. They would cut a break. There's no breaks. Well, maybe they're trying to make <coughs> up for like the year and a half Probably. they couldn't have any <coughs> events. You know. Probably, and we we know that from us out there, we're still <coughs> we're kind of you know we're doing a lot of different venues these next couple months. We're not bound, not kind of. Uh-huh. Um, s- like cemented into like one one venue as our home. Obviously, you know, people know that we, you know, had our last show at the MCW Arena and we're seeing that, like just, just talking with different venues, even pricing's on a lot and they're like, you know, nope, you try to go, well, if we do so many events, nope, 
you know like <laughs> right. so yeah we're seeing that too what about the high schools and such they're not doing any <coughs> they're events not doing they're not allowed they're not doing anything yeah, even and that's just like maryland that's like all surrounding yeah because that used to be a, a big thing right yeah mm-hmm. we could do a couple of those um, a year we were mm-hmm. told we talked to a couple high schools that we reached out they said check back at the beginning of 2022 23 school year mm-hmm. like next september mm-hmm. like we're not even going to talk until then like and you can check back and then i so. mean there's they're still not doing high <laughs> school sports and things like that so. are there still a lot of high schools not doing yeah high school and then they maryland uh, recent baltimore county recently some of their winter sports and wow. stuff and and limited how many people can come like if you have a kid only one parent can come or you know there's are they been, doing that really yeah there have yeah. been different things and you know the the good thing i guess is that they're doing it more on an individual school basis in response to what's happening in a particular school so i think that makes sense but yeah things are just very off all around you know as far as they don't even gatherings (laughs) they don't even want to you know here's the thing i learned this years ago from doing promoting schools um everyone's worried about losing their job you know what i mean so while there's still any type of tension or you know, I guess different different ideas about how to do like an event like that. Where they're just basically like not even right. that's you know pretty much everything. And that was a, a big thing for us for years doing the high school fundraisers. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we pretty much said most of the schools, and we've taught done schools, talked to schools in Virginia, Pennsylvania, Maryland. They're all like, yeah, just call us next September and see if it's even a possibility for right. next year. But nothing this year, you know. And they won't that that even goes for no one will sign off at the school for like because we've asked a couple of schools about like just renting the yeah. gym. They don't even want to sign off yep. on that because someone I guess they figure, God forbid, you get you do an event and then someone's like, oh, there was a bunch of people got mm-hmm. sick. Someone's going to, you know. Someone's someone's got to have their head chopped off. Yeah, just ignoring all those emails we get on a daily basis from the school. Another kid got sick. Another kid got sick. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and you know what? There's a lot of vacancies too. So it also might have something to do with there just aren't people in the positions that can even plan or try to coordinate these things. I mean, I know I'm a teacher, but I'm at the college level. We're completely hamstrung by vacancies right now. And, you know, sometimes it's people who have chosen to work remotely or people who have taken an early retirement when the pandemic started and stuff, but we've not been able to fill them. And so our ability to host events and do conferences and literally get anything done most days has been hamstringed. And I can't imagine that it's any different anywhere else, like, because I know there's not just teacher shortages and bus driver shortages or staffing shortages. So there's just not the people that can do those things too. So that's probably part of it. Like, you know, it's easier to say no because there isn't anybody to say yes. Right. So it wouldn't surprise me. Then they get the, you know, for events like ours, you, you know, if they, I guess then they got to figure out how to staff them because, right. You know, you know how to bring people in if they're already hurting. So yeah, Yeah, those are, we've just kind of, you know, we're, we're a ways away from probably, doing them again which is just crazy yeah you know when you think but I, w- I want to throw it out to our fans though too yeah. i know larry usually does that is there a venue that you think would be cool to see mcw run or a future celeb fest let us know we are curious um you know we yeah, send them in we travel you know if there's a part of the state that we've not been to in a few years or whatever i mean i don't know i'm kind of partial to returning to paul paul west virginia but <laughs> i like i like <laughs> I the, and it. say it could be a that was a high state because yeah. i mean granted a majority yeah. of our listeners are in Maryland, but I did get an email. Um, I did get an email from um, someone from South Dakota that recommended huh. a building. Okay, and I'm like, that's a bit far for us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Productive. That would be plane tickets for everyone. Oh my gosh! And um, I was like, yeah, I don't think we could do that. Like they recommended <laughs> a building in South Dakota, but they were, you know, I I looked okay. up the building on Google's map. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it's like that was like an Elks Lodge. You okay. know, like it, well, and does, so, does the Bolt bus go to Fargo? Because we can just yeah. load everyone on. <laughs> yeah. So I, I did. I did look it up. So it, you know, like still send it because I'll, I'll look it up and say, well, you know, let me see. Yeah. I wonder but what it would cost to get everybody there. Yeah. I mean, and and if schools aren't doing fundraisers, maybe you've got a community organization or something yeah. like that that might be, you know, something we could do. But yeah, I'm going to throw that out there. We let are. Us we're know. going back really. to Galena. Like so, you know, like 
the Galena Volunteer Fire Department. We're going yeah. back there March 5th. So mm-hmm. that was like a, a great place we love going to. So, you know, volunteer fire halls and stuff, even though schools have, you know, political reasons, usually someone, you know, there's so many people with schools that could be involved. No one wants to take that risk. But, you know, maybe volunteer fire halls mm-hmm. where, you know, you know that, mm-hmm. that are getting and doing bull roasts and stuff like that. Yeah, send it to us and we'll we'll check it out. It might be, you know. You never know. Yeah, we're always, so we're yep. always looking. Fans on our Facebook page asking about when we're going back to the Eastern Shore. Are we going near Ocean <laughs> yeah, City? Yeah, we get time? that a lot. I'm get, I get that a oh, lot. Wow. I get that I get Eastern Shore a lot. So. It's, oh, somebody asked me online. This was a, maybe two <clears throat> months ago. They said, are you ever going to come back to Harrington? And I was like, wow, that's like a blast from the past. I mean, what? that's been like 20 years. Harrington, Delaware. Yes, Del- well, Harrington, we did it Delaware. In 2014. Oh, okay. Okay. So I mean, but <laughs> All right, seven but that, or eight. Yeah, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I know we used to run there a couple of times. So, you know, we're open to suggestions. I mean, you know, let's bring something new out there. You know, Eastern Shore is um, Eastern Shore is different, um, and I think it helps. Not that we have anything against. We always like going there, but I think some of the like more localized promoters do better like when you have friends and family you know mm-hmm. what i mean like mm-hmm. I, I realized that like the eastern shore of maryland i found out you know well a lot of times a lot of a lot of the people there work through the winter and spring or the spring and summer and mm-hmm. save up their money and they maybe a lot there's the economy changes yeah. in the winter where they don't have as much expendable money you know yep. so it's a different place mm-hmm. but we we've been there many times not that we won't go back or the right opportunity won't present itself but I mean, Not, how about the Ocean City Convention Center again? Remember when we used to run there? <laughs> that, was <laughs> that, was, huh? that was a lot of fun. That you have to use their workers, like union workers, when you set up and tear down there. Is that what the deal is with the, the convention center? Nothing. Ocean City is very much like the mafia. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not in a bad way, so we're not trash-talking Ocean City because I still like to take my vacations there. <laughs> but the city of Ocean City controls everything. Yeah, so, like, you got to, and, like, even when we ran, so, like, um, when, like, the the convention center that, like, did our ticketing and everything, like, the they, they kind of, like, got to clear them before they give us our money after the event. So, like, for instance, one of the things that came up was, like, we were, ju- you know, we were just we're going to do posters and flyers and we were basically told it's like $300 for every poster that they catch on a telephone pole right <laughs> and we're like oh how are you going to get it from us and then the, the managing <laughs> person at the convention center said yeah well we'll give it to them like basically cuz if there's any fines imposed on your event they basically come to us and we give it to them out of your ticket money wow that is <laughs> i'm like you can do that and they're like yeah read the contract Wow. Um, so, like, yeah, they kind of control everything like that. So it, it was difficult. Um, well, it's difficult, you know, so Ocean City, family vacation, they want it, like, I understand they want it litter-free. But the other thing, it's like, and this is 20 years ago, the numbers they gave us, like, 300,000 people in and out of there weekly. So, like, we had to basically go down there, and you got to try to slam all your advertising. Mm-hmm. You got to run like mid towards the end of the week, like a third Wednesday or Thursday. So you you think about it, right? Like it's only other than the locals, a majority of the people there two weeks out aren't there. So if you're running TV commercials or radio commercials or doing, you know, the fly, the, the plane banners and stuff on the beach two weeks from now. So like that was, that was the hardest thing we had to kind of figure out like a, a resort town is totally different like that. You just got to go down there like four or five days ahead of time and just slam it. And, but slam it with what you can do. <laughs> you know right. what I mean? Not any telephone <clears throat> There's a, um, Biodegradable flyers. <laughs> <clears throat> the, one of the best gimmicks I came up with to promote was um, we took the Iron Sheik there. Mm-hmm. We took the Iron Sheik there because everybody, everybody recognized the Iron And again, this is 2000, so it's 20 years ago. It was like during the during the um the the Monday Night War, so wrestling itself was hot, and we did <coughs> um, flyers. And one side of the flyer, the other side was a picture of the Iron Sheik, like an eight by ten. So like we went down, we just had like a couple thousand printed, and we were rolling, man, getting them out. But we didn't get a freaking permit. Oh, like shit. that's how they ended up booting us off. And also, there's a story that I can't go on to. <laughs> Online, where a guy challenged the Iron Sheik, and it, 
caused the police to come over, basically. <laughs> she, the Iron Sheik was going to was gonna try to stab the guy. Oh, wow. Um, because the guy <laughs> was telling him, Hulk Hogan's better than you and Sergeant Slaughter's <laughs> better than you. He said some other stuff. I can't go into it. We'll be canceled. <laughs> but when the police, and it, when it caused the police to come, and then they were like, oh, do you have a permit? Oh no, we didn't get a permit to like have the Iron Sheik give out free autographs. But for like an hour, we were like mobbed with just mm-hmm. people all around, and he was just signing, and we were, it was a good gimmick. You know, he was signing you know, the flyer on the other side. That was like the night before, so we did okay down there. It was fun. It was fun. You know, it's just, it's different. It's a different yeah. way you got to <coughs> promote a vacation town like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it is time for us to take a quick break, so stay with us. We'll be right back where we're going to get into more about this awesome weekend that we have planned coming up, so stay with us, and we'll be right back. Show your support for the MCW cast while sporting some great gear by going to teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. You can pick up a full line of official MCW cast merchandise from coffee mugs and face coverings to t-shirts and sweatshirts. Visit teespring.com slash stores slash MCW cast. All right. And we are back <clears throat> real quick before we get into the matches. Chad, um, how did you give us your background? Like how you ended up into this? Like... Because, you know, well, I mean, we talk about this, but the first convention you did, the first the first convention you did, me and Dennis have been doing this a long time, and you get a lot of, there's a lot of people try to get into this game. A lot of, like, fans try to get into it and try to do this stuff. And even, like, when you reached out, I know you thought, like, I was the one that didn't want to do anything at first, but it was actually Dennis. You thought I was the heel. But, um, <laughs> like, when you reach out to us, the first Baltimore Celeb Fest you did – and it was just coming out of the pandemic, literally, like just like we hadn't even been approved to do shows yet. But you like you reached out to us about like helping and we were kind of like kind of standoffish because right. there's so many people, so many people come in to do this. And the worst thing is people have come in to do it. I always think of like Sydney, the guy Sydney. Do you remember the story of the guy Sydney and? Back in in Virginia, this was like early. This may have been before your time. Sidney Johnson, yeah. I think, was his name. He did the show in Virginia. It was legendary on the internet. Like right as the internet was getting um, was kind of getting kicked off, like in the mid nineties, because he booked like New Jack, Sabu, Shane Douglas. Like when ECW was at the heightest, mm-hmm. at its height, had all these ECW guys booked. All like I mean. All, like, the top names that were available on the indies, the Steve Carino, and um, he was telling us it was um, for weeks leading up to it, you know, he was building it up to us, and I got 800, 900 tickets sold, and we got there, and there was nine people paid. Oh, wow. <laughs> and then New Jack famously, like, New Jack took him possibly at gunpoint to the ATM <laughs> because the guy tried to slip out the door. He tried to slip out the door. <clears throat> this is legendary. This is I, back in... Um, I do remember this story. You remember yeah. this story yeah. here on like Rob? I wouldn't yeah. remember the name, but yeah. Yeah. S- Sidney Johnson. Sidney Johnson okay. was his name. Um, but so many people come in and do this and they have no idea and then the event usually doesn't happen or three quarters of the talent that's advertised don't like what you know, and that's and that, and when you first came to us, we were like kind of standoffish at this first. Like, I don't know, because we, you know, well, we've talked about it. We were like, hey, if we attach our name to this, and then a bunch of names don't show up, right? We're ultimately the ones with egg on their face. But what got you into kind of doing? So that? I did like a bunch of signings with Ravens, Orioles, some music people, some celebrities. So I had a kind of a background, and then I went to the big event in New York, and it was complete chaos. So I'm like, man. I had a guest there, and now I did okay. And then I went to another one, WrestleMania weekend, which ran against the big convention, WrestleCon, and I took a bath. So I was like, all right, so I've been to a good convention, and I've been to a shit convention. So I want to do my own convention. I can do this. So I started calling all the promoters I know, the vendors, and got a building and booked Kevin Nash, which is a big name, and then everybody started following suit, and we struck gold because – the day we did Celeb Fest 1 was the day after the mask mandate was lifted. So people yeah. were like... <clears throat> Wanted to get out. Oh, yeah, they 600 people the first time, almost 700 people the second time. We'll probably surpass that for the third time. 
Yeah, I think we're probably you'll probably surpass that. Just going into that I, like I try to be consistent with the vendors and the sponsors and with you guys and stuff like that. So we try to be professional. A lot of those guys <clears> that don't last. Just think they can rent a building and 50 wrestlers are going to show up. There's a lot more. <laughs> well, and don't like me and Dennis told you, and we're all like, you know, um, just don't BS. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it, it, even if, like, because, you know, so much crap goes wrong in these yeah. things. Like, we just got to, if something goes wrong, like, it's my philosophy. I've always had, like, it's a problem. We just got to fix it. Right. Like, it just. Even you know, from the first to the second one. Like, the first one, I had a few speed bumps because it was my first one, but. <clears throat> Going to a bad convention, I kind of kind of knew what to avoid and what not to do. But after the first one, going into the second one, like I, I was more on my game on like the parking lot, the, somebody at the door, li- just little things, and yeah, you know, lining the tables up with the names and just everything I could do to make it easier for me and the vendors. Yeah, it helped out a lot. So yeah, and it went pretty good. Baltimore Celeb Fest too went pretty good. So there's still things I could work on, but well, it's all. But that listen, <clears throat> I've been my God, how many shows have we done? Like 400 yeah. probably. Right. Since 1998, I still, you know, I we still have these discussions of like, oh, that was, you know, th- you know that that sucked or that was bad or this. But that's just kind of like the learning process. It's never ending. It's never kind of fully perfected. The most important part for me is being organized and the relationship I have with the vendors. Like, I talk to all the guys. Like, if I have a cancellation or they have a cancellation, like, I don't cuss them out and go crazy. I just, you know, what can we do? Let me help you book another guy in place of it, and it kind of helps. So. Yeah, because that's the weird thing with wrestling fans. Wrestling fans, as much as I love them, they can be fickle, oh. mm-hmm. you know. And the stuff they, <clears throat> the stuff they, and, and number two, and all those cancellations, man, they, they wanted me dead. Like huh? it, was, it was my fault. Celeb Fest two, and all you know, AEW announced a date, mm-hmm. and we had sixteen major cancellations. They wanted me dead, so I had to like pull something out of my hat and. Out of the 16 cancellations, we brought in 22 other names in place of them. So. Is that what you did? You did 22 replace, And that and that's something like that that's so evident, right, that should be so evident to the fans to be able to see, like, look, you see that they literally just announced this Saturday night dynamite. You know, obviously. You that know, Wednesday night I, I had probably 74 text messages and 60 messenger messages on Facebook about, did you see the date they announced this? It's going to affect this one coming and that one coming. I'm like, I just saw it when you did. Please give me a couple of days to process <laughs> right. this. So how do yeah. you stay organized through all that? Lots of notes, lots of texting myself, sending pictures, screenshots, calling this one. It's just it's 6 a.m. to 2 a.m. Usually my phone never stops or emails never stop up until, well, and I always announce the next date during the current convention, so it never stops. I try to sleep like Sunday and Monday normally, but now it's going to be Monday and Tuesday. So, so now having gone through that with Celeb Fest too, do you have like a, a list of like your backups? Yes. Like <laughs> yes. now, but it's still again. There's other conventions going on. Yeah, AEW's running dark, but like yeah, well, we have a pretty strong lineup. So there's a pandemic, you know. So you never know. You and know. I threw I threw 58 names against the wall. So if we get still 55 or 54, that's still yeah. a lot of names to be in one building. Yeah, that is. Fest. So. Yeah, and you, <clears throat> you um, but that's a wrestling fans, man. You could have, you'll have <clears throat> Adam Cole and Lita and Kevin Nash and MJF. What about Britt Baker? Uh, and, and, and the one person will be like, they'll show up that day. Man, I can't believe Tommy Rich isn't here. Give me yeah. my money back. There's a guy. <laughs> you know we, what I mean? Like, every time we post, he, he wants a great collie. He keeps posting like <laughs> gifts of like the great collie. I'm like. Is he in India? Yeah, he's he's right got in a wrestling India. school over there and everything. And like, he's like a major. Put Hulk he's Hogan's huge star. over there. We could announce Hulk Hogan. He'll put, he'll put the, <laughs> the great comedy. Every, yeah. every time. It's great. Yeah. Wow. Sometimes, but sometimes you wonder if like wrestling fans, sometimes wrestling fans just, I think, just do that. You know, sometimes they might be serious, but sometimes too, they're just kind of, I think, trying to have yeah. their own humor. Now, yeah. is there somebody you really wanted to get or tried to get and you couldn't get several <laughs> i already have a wish list for number three for hold on, what are we on? four Wait. four i have a wish list what are you trying we're trying like trying to shoot for like two a year is that what no, you're thinking i'm gonna stay at three three, three. that's good you already winter got spring and then uh fall i guess yeah so you're not going to divulge who like your ultimate <laughs> catches would oh, be? obviously hogan stone cold <laughs> steve Austin will be great yeah so i've put a few calls in and I actually did a signing with Hogan. I don't think it's going to happen unless I refinance something or a kidney <laughs> or two. But yeah, yeah. yeah okay. So some of those, some of those guys, <clears throat> there were guys that were high priced before, uh, before right. 
the shutdown. We're talking, you know, they're going to six figures for yeah. three hours and a first class airfare or a private flight here. So you got to oh run a jet. Yeah. So I mean, it's wow. You have dreams and you have uh, you know what we can do. <laughs> yeah, the first like really crazy one that I heard I couldn't believe was um when I helped Conrad with um Starcast in Chicago a couple years ago mm-hmm. and what he told me he paid CM Punk oh. he had oh my god well you can tax that for uh, five years later or whatever it was you can tax that probably yeah a lot more. yeah he, back then it was like oh my, I had never heard of anybody making like an independent signing price tag it's like insane that. he was like he, at the time he was the first that was the first thing I think Punk did publicly since he had left, like, walked out of WWE. First thing, like, wrestling-related. He had done other stuff publicly, but I think that was the first thing wrestling-related. So, yeah, so the guys that already had big price tags before, they have enormous mm-hmm. price tags. And it's not just the the price for the, the – You got most of them want, you know, the bigger profile guys want a first-class airfare ticket. <coughs> and, like, <laughs> I want to stay they at want this, a suite. Hotel, yeah. this hotel. Shawn Michaels, we had to fly his attorney. You know, Somebody's I'm like, be really first class ticket. Like, we got to fly your attorney with you to the signing, which kind of <laughs> stuff like that. I guess it's like musicians with their riders. I guess they want yeah. this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the riders. Got to go to Jimmy's. Yeah, that, and that's usually, that's all right, because that's usually comps. We can usually get, <laughs> usually, especially the first time a name's in, like, you know, John's going to take care of them. So that's usually, you can, <laughs> you know what I mean? You can, you know, they're like, oh, that's a given, because usually... John's probably already reached out to him. Oh, they already invited me at Jimmy's. Oh, I thought I was going to offer you something extra. But, <laughs> but like, I don't yeah. mind if it's somebody that's easy to work with and, and they're not overly diva-ish, it's fine. But yeah. some people are, and it's one and done. Some people are, and the surpri- and, and sometimes it's the lower-end talent, yes, too. It's the people you wouldn't expect to be. Yeah. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Like, Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin, even a Ric Flair, like – that you kind of almost expect that, right. so when you don't get it, it's good. But yeah, I, I don't know. I got to throw anybody under the table, but some guy you get a guy that's like just gotten to TV for a couple months, and he starts spitting out. He or she starts spitting out. I'm like, what? Are you? I'll kidding? tell you a funny story. I won't name it. <clears throat> yeah, I don't. I don't like to bury anybody publicly. <laughs> no names, but it. someone asked for it. Had to be the top floor of the hotel. It had to be the back side of the hotel, not the front side where the front door entered the hotel. It had and it had to be a king bed. That's the specific <laughs> request for a room. Yes. Okay. It had to be backside of the hotel, not, you know, and uh, it had to be a king bed, and it had to be, like, end of the hallway kind of thing. <laughs> so, <clears throat> yeah, and the other wow. thing, and it, you, it's funny because we kind of just went through this with a couple talents. It's frustrating. Like he, like you said, not just you, like me and you and Dennis, we've kind of got on sync, like, with our promotion and getting our promotion and, like, the marketing lined up because it was one thing we talked about, like, making sure the messaging was clear, like that people understood, like it was two different events. Like we got all this stuff. We're all working all hours of the night. Um, Literally tens and tens and tens of thousands of dollars on the line for these events. And you got talent (laughs) reaching out, like refusing to like retweet because they don't like the picture you use Uh, (laughs) on the graphics and stuff was set up. And we got like social media people and some of our, <clears throat> tweets are set up like the images are loaded up a week two weeks ahead of time yeah. just to kind of get ahead on like a Hootsuite or a social media planner like that and it's like what and then they just like won't leave you alone and then even if you pull <coughs> your original image people have already shared it or retweeted yeah. it so yeah. it's still What's out it there circulating yes. circulating and, like and there's no picture. control over that right it's a picture like that's the stuff and then they're and they won't leave you alone about it it's like they can't like are you serious? Because this is like <laughs> tons like text. I'm like, all right, Chad. All right, I'll get this picture down off Twitter. <laughs> so <laughs> it's a picture. Again, we're not throwing any names out, but this is the kind of stuff. And you're like, they won't stop blowing up. Like, are they really disturbed? Are they unable to sleep at night of this image that's out there on right. Twitter that there's nothing wrong with? That a promotion has used for their That is probably on pu- public domain. Like, yeah. you, know, you can just official, do a Google like, search. If you search this person, it's their official, like, Promoted a promotion right. shot. <laughs> and those are the same type of people, though, that when you and you book them and you say, OK, give me a picture, they just won't respond to you. Right. right. They won't send you anything. So you're you. You have a graphic person that does it and then sets it up and gets an image and then sets up a promotion. It takes their time and it takes not easy to do. do. Right. You know, I mean, and get it set up and get all this stuff set up and going out like a machine. And you got it on the on the website and you got them 
set up on images and tweets and Facebook and Instagram posts. And then now all of a sudden they wouldn't respond to you to help you out. Now they now they won't stop responding. You saying, please stop promoting this image of me. Why? I don't like it. Uh, you know, that, that kind of stuff. That's like the extra headaches that right. getting in that people have no idea. And you're like, all right, fine. I'll get this image off of t- uh, the, the Twitterverse. It's insane for you. Well, Chad, who do you think uh, at night one has the most buzz? Like just from what you've seen online and who um, do you think most people are super excited to see? Adam Cole yeah. and Bob Backlund. And a lot of people were talking about Lita because she hasn't, I don't know if she's been to Hollywood in a while, but I, I got a lot of emails. <coughs> Lita was, <coughs> I, t- I told her, I talked to her the other night because <coughs> she was asking about <coughs> like she's, you know, getting like travel lined up and um she was at the first show we ever did at hollywood mm-hmm. but as she laughed because she was like oh wow you're still going back there because the first time she was it was like 75 people yeah the first time the we v- ever ran 75 hollywood. very energetic Ener- very happy people <laughs> energetic i will say that you know but that was and that was like and it's funny that you, you, that that energy is why we're still there seven years later mm-hmm. and we've built it up to really really doing well and we fill the building up now because in most cases, and as a promoter, like when we went there that first time, you would have thought me and Dennis would have looked like less than 100. You know, we had Bob Holly, Ron Simmons, and Lita. Yep. Um, and you would have thought we would have been like, man, we're running from this place. And But it was the energy and the people mm-hmm. that me and Deb, we were all looking at each other and we're like, man, I know this like bombed and it's 75 people here. But man, the, it sounded like 700. Because they were so energetic and they were all just like, please come back. This is, there's never been anything mm-hmm. like this down here. And we were like, you know, all right, let's, well, let's try one more time. And then it, you know, went from 75 to like 125 and then 125 to like 200. So, yeah, it's a, it's I a went good to the one. last show in Hollywood. It was a packed building. Yeah, that's yeah. right. You went down yeah. there to check it out. So, those people were very happy. <laughs> well, another thing that's happened over the years at Hollywood is the, w- is how they interact like during the meet and greets because originally they wouldn't go near the tables like yeah they were like scared they didn't understand how it worked and then like you would get a couple hesitant people and be like are those free like they didn't know like and that's something that we're so used to like we know before show we do meet and greets like that's just part of wrestling but they didn't know that and so like you really had to like explain it to them and you know most of the time when we'd be down there i'd be out front setting up and stuff like that so i started you know just realizing that oh they just don't know like they need you know that explanation so i think that over the years now i mean our last show every merch table every meet and greet had somebody waiting in line and you know then afterwards you see all the fan pictures being posted and stuff so it was it's been really neat to watch from the first show to like the most recent one just how they've kind of you know, been trained. Been tra- well, I don't want to say it that way. I mean, I'm not saying they're well, like you know, I not intelligent, but they didn't know. They didn't have a lot it. of it. Goes to that whole experience mm-hmm. of if like people from down that weren't used to seeing independent mm-hmm. wrestling, if, you know, because and th- we've learned going down there, like down there, there's not a lot going on. So like, usually people from down in that St. Mary's County area, if they want to go to like a big concert, or they'd have to either drive to the Baltimore yeah. Arena or the what is it, MCI Center. Or DC, yeah, they'd go what to I, DC. What's the Capital yeah. One. Capital is it Cap- One. Oh, Capital One, that's yeah. what it is. Capital One Arena in DC. So you don't get experience like that at those big Mm-mm. events where you can meet them. It's a much more up close environment, and I think that's usually what the attraction for most wrestling fans is when we bring what we do to them mm-hmm. and their first time coming that they they've never been to something like that. They're like, wow, you can like meet and talk to the wrestlers, and then this whole convention, the celeb fest. Adding that into it is a totally different because it's all like real up close and it's 30 right. or 40 stars out there meeting and taking pictures. People aren't used to that. And I think yeah. that's kind of if you've been a fan for a long time, that whole aspect is what kind of makes what we do and what we kind of deliver and bring to people together is, you know, a, a, such an experience for like long term mm-hmm. fans that aren't used mm-hmm. to having that type of engagement. Yeah. And I think the you know, and the really <coughs> unique part of it is that we combine that with a show. You know, and that's, you know, because that's they love watching the shows. They're so energetic. It's my favorite crowd to perform in front of. And, you know, they're 
just it's the best of both worlds so they have <clears throat> that whole day immersive experience and we know? get a lot of our fans now our regulars that like to go down to hollywood yeah that drive down that and drive. make a two two and a two half and hour, hour drive. drive yeah because it is for right like for people that don't it's it's like going back in time um i i i love doing it i love doing the shows all the guys and girls on the roster do because it's like it's like going back 25 30 years in time mm-hmm. the people down there are just happy they're just happy to have live wrestling they like to they boo the bad guys and cheer the good guys yep. and they just like having that live live broadcast yep. down there so well we will definitely be bringing them all of that we have so many great matches lined up too guess we got to go to one more break yeah we're going to go to a break and then when we come back we're we'll going to talk about matches. some of those matches yeah. um before we go to that break chad why don't you tell people how they can get tickets um they can go to baltimorecelebfest.com or mcwprowrestling.com yeah i guess we're handling mcw pro wrestling are handling the tickets for hollywood celeb right. fest mm-hmm. he's handling the tickets for baltimore celeb fest but both tickets to the wrestling <laughs> events are through you guys yeah, yeah. mcwprowrestling.com and so now when someone goes to uh, Baltimore Celeb Fest to get their tickets for the convention, can they um, kind of pick and choose which people yeah. they want to meet? Is everything all? There's a, there should be a link for each wrestler okay. on the website to buy meet and greets or just to get the tickets in the event. Um, for yeah. people that are doing pre-sales. Yeah. Because that's, that's one thing. Doing right. That's right. one thing to kind of explain to people because we get this question a lot too. When you're bringing in 50 stars like you've heard Chad talk about, there's vendors, some vendors bring in tables and bring in their own guests, you know, just like for full disclosure, we as MCW bringing in like Adam Cole, Lita, Leo Rush. But then there's different, you know, Chad might have people, then there might be 20 different vendors. So <clears throat> the reason, because you'll have people like, how come this person or that person? Because their vendor that's bringing them in is an offer pre-sale. So it's and like I put on the website, it, instead of clicking a link for a ticket, I put, you know, cash day of Cash day of event, yeah. So. so it doesn't mean that you, can, you just can't buy them in advance. You just can't so. get right. a pre-sale. Yeah, so that that's all. And that's why. That's the reason. It's not to make things complicated or confusing. Right. It's just because some vendor guests take pre-sales and some don't. Right. So. All right, well, stay with us, and we'll start talking about those matches. We're going to bring you at Hollywood and Glen Burnie. Fuel the MCWcast by visiting buymeacoffee.com slash MCWcast. And for just $3, you can buy the cast a coffee. Or you can choose to become a member of the cast for just $5 a month and get several additional perks. That's buymeacoffee.com slash MCWcast. This is Platinum Nat, and you're back with the MCWcast. We're going to start talking through some of the matches for uh, Hollywood and for Baltimore Celeb Fest. Uh, so starting out, we got a lot of good talent on the card. Uh, starting right from the bottom, Action Andretti taking on Angel Alvarado. That's a, a, a Angel's mm-hmm. chance to step up. Yeah, uh, he's been asking. You know, he's been asking for opportunities mm-hmm. to do some single stuff. So now, will he have the cartel following him? Because I don't know that I've ever seen one cartel member without the rest of them. <clears throat> um, I guess that's something you always got to look out for. Action Andretti's got to look out for, but. This is true. Mm-hmm. I think he's been kind of um, overlooked probably by the fans, Angel, mm-hmm. because he's usually kind of there with the cartel. But this is an opportunity for him to kind of step up with a guy that's got a big spotlight on him mm-hmm. and, well, like, see what he can do. Yeah, yeah and He's Ange- hungry. Yeah, and yeah. Angel's been working for lots of other promotions. I know um, he works regularly at DCW like I do. And, um, you know, he's uh-huh. he's – Establing, establishing himself as a worthy singles competitor. So. It's easy to, and that happens from, it's easy to when you're in a faction like that, um, you can kind of get lost. So this will be an opportunity mm-hmm. for him to show the MCW fans and, um, you know, producers and all in the back what he can do. Yeah. So. Uh, we also got Boom Hayden, who's uh, been a perennial underdog, taking on Demarcus Kane with Gia in his corner. Formerly Napalm. <laughs> That's right. It's a mismatch, kind of. But I don't know. The, the fans really pretty behind Boom. They are. They are. I mean, right. maybe they identify with him on some level, the underdog right. that, <laughs> that Nat mentioned. You know, but he's got that lovable kind of puppy dog. Vibe, you know, <laughs> and he finally got a beer <laughs> with a mullet. He finally got a beer when Ken Dixon won his title, won his you championship. Know. Yeah, well, you know, too, you talk about Angel like as a guy that wanted to step out to Demarcus. 
mm-hmm. um, is a guy that's wanted and really the last couple of years wanted an opportunity, I think, to, you know, he kind of got pigeon-toed, you know, with not Black Wall Street, but, you know, with with Solo because mm-hmm. they were such a menacing team. But he's he's really, you know, I know sometimes fans probably wonder where the line blurs of, you know, or uh, is this a storyline or is this real? And actually, no, like he's really came to me a lot over the last couple of years and really wanted an mm-hmm. opportunity. So here's his opportunity to kind of step out as a singles, yeah, you know, and start, you know, blazing a blazing a trail. Mm-hmm. <coughs> yeah, but our tag division's deeper now than it's been in a while. So we've got a four corners match coming up with uh, Pat Brink and Alec Oden <laughs> taking on uh, again the cartel, getting involved with Diaz and Diego. Uh, seduce and destroy, and Sam Adonis and Ryan McBride, and that's a, a, a big match. A lot of talent involved there. Well, it's a high stakes match because <laughs> the, the yeah the winner the following night, yeah is going to get a shot the winner, at the title. The winner of that yeah, which is why so there's you know only a couple matches announced for Glenn Burney, but that's because when we have these weekends like this, a lot of times um, results from matches end up reflecting the next night. This is one of those cases. So mm-hmm. the winner of that Four Corners in Hollywood will get a shot <coughs> the following night in Glen Burnie Winter Blast at whoever the tag team champions are mm-hmm. after the tag team championship yeah, match, and which is a rematch. You know, we had uh, one half of Seduce and Destroy on the cast last week. We had Bro Keller, and he is very determined, you know, to to regain that. And uh, he he's to to be in that tag team division with Joe Keys. You know, it was great talking to them and talking to him and hearing how they came together, kind of happenstance, but just how they've worked really well together and he, how he's enjoying being a tag team competitor. So, yeah, and yeah. <coughs> here's so, so we, you know, we pull back the curtain here a little bit. Um when I kind of started kind of getting more back involved with creative, um uh, when I first we first started coming back like the foundation was kind of laid for what we were doing. That was a team like I was like, I'm going to break them up. <laughs> <laughs> and then I was like, now I like them. Yeah. You know, and that kind of shows like from a creative standpoint, like how different people that do booking or whatever, like fans here, um, they have different ideas like as a change, you know, from bookers or people that help with creative. That was That was something that was like, I know it, it. They guys had been put together, but like, I wasn't feeling it. And then I don't know. Over the first like show or two back, mm-hmm. I was like, "No, they changed my mind." Yep. You know. So um, and now, yeah, I think they're definitely a really solid, really solid team. They just mm-hmm. kind of. And sometimes that happens. You put people together. You don't. You don't expect much, or you see something, and then a, it's a chemistry, just like anything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A chemistry happens. So. Yeah, I, I'm really curious with uh, Pat Brink and Alec Oden working together, with Pat having as much experience in the ring as he's got. Uh, he's, he's probably the, the most seasoned veteran out of uh, all the people in that match, and, and pairing him with a guy the size and the strength of Alec Oden, uh, there's got to be some advantage there. for. Uh, They're a pretty menacing-looking team, yeah. you know, and yeah, I'm, mm-hmm. I'm hoping Alec can learn from Pat. That was kind of my idea when I talked to Pat <coughs> about putting them together, that um, Alec, you know, but Pat's been from the from the fan standpoint, he's kind of like in and out because he's had a lot going on in his personal life. <clears throat> a lot of things he does in his personal life, he's like been in and out every couple years. But he was in the WWE developmental system. Mm-hmm. Him and Big E were FCW tag team champions. Mm-hmm. Um, so Pat, yeah, Pat brings a lot of experience to the table, and he's in MCW OG back from the late nineties. Yeah. So um, yeah, yeah, he started just a couple <coughs> months before I did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so, so yes. one of those four teams <laughs> will be getting a shot at the tag titles in Glen Murray the next night. Okay. Yeah. Also on the car, we've got Ryo versus uh, Eric Martin. Another two guys that are both trying to break through. Yeah, Ryo mm-hmm. was just uh, on, along with uh, Pat Brink and some other MCW stars, was just on AW Dark I think, and right. Kakoa. Yeah, mm-hmm. they were in a match. Yeah, a lot of, a lot of the MCW. Mm-hmm. I think what a great um, kind of thing is kind of much of a pain in the butt they schedule these dark tapings and stuff like that that interfere in the conventions and shows and all sometimes but it's a great opportunity megan bain's a good example like we can bring her up she was supposed to be in this tag match but she's got a a deal with um aew like you know and and she's someone i i knew when i saw her 
seven or eight months ago, like, man, this girl is going to be something. And so, you know, she got scheduled on the darks. Um, and that, that's why she has to ultimately is unable to be in Hollywood. She's got to be down in Orlando, but she'll be back the next day and be in Glen Burnie. Mm-hmm. So, so Layla Gray is stepping in in that women's tag team, match. women's tag yep. team match in yeah. Hollywood with Lita as a special guest ref. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've also got lined up uh, for the Rage TV title, Dante versus Kakoa. Then one of the never-ending feuds mm-hmm. <laughs> in MCW. Um, they feuded over the MCW title, but, man, talk about two guys that put on a great yeah. match. So yeah, They know each other really well. Yeah, so they know just, each yeah, other really well. You know, where do you get that outcome? Just one guy slips on the banana peel <laughs> and you get a winner out of that. Uh, we also have uh, for the Tag Team Championship, uh, the trade, Miles and Killian against Black Wall Street. And the <clears throat> the former champions, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so that's another one. It'll be a good good, and, and the the winners of those, will, the winners of that match, will be defending against the uh, winners of the four corners matching Len Burney. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the, the, this whole thing with the trade is just all circling in the background. Or well, these videos keep popping up. Yep. I think I think um, probably this weekend coming up, I'm hoping we get some some uh, a clear picture of what's happening with mm-hmm. all of these guys. Yeah, and, the fans and girls, Porsches. Yeah, know, we can't forget about Porsche. <laughs> Do not overlook her. <laughs> Definitely. And then uh, Ken Dixon and Leo Rush. You know, two of the, uh, the the guys who've been around MCW here started training together against Dak Draper and the uh, former MCW champion. <coughs> That's your main event in Hollywood. Yeah, so. that was a pick your partner stipulation match. So yeah, yeah. So be good. We're gonna set it that. off in Hollywood. Yep. Yep, and then going to Glen Burnie the next night, We, um, like you said, Dan, we don't have a lot announced yet, but uh, we do have Ken Dixon against Dak Draper for the title. Yep, championship match. Yep. Uh, and then one that's it's probably out there uh, as a, a dream match for a lot of fans who've been watching the uh, the younger, more acrobatic talent with uh, Leo Rush versus Ninja Mac versus Action Andretti. Triple threat. That's going to be mm-hmm. p- potential show stealer. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, uh, when we had Ninja Mac here a couple months ago, that was the first I'd met him, and just great personality, so much energy, and just brought something different. Like I, I enjoyed watching him, and, and he's got uh, a buzz about him. Yeah, you know, he's, yeah, you know, he, he's and he's a good guy, right? Like, like <coughs> not at all pretentious. Like he was just fun. Like even just trying to do he interviews to with him, he <coughs> was fun. Circus. In the circus? Oh, really? Circus Olay. Circus Olay. Oh, yeah. no. Oh, so right. he's like bendy and twisty. Yeah. Well, that's oh, where wow. all that, yeah, I guess a lot of, I guess yeah, that's Yeah, they got to be do. like contortionists and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <coughs> we literally like some inside baseball too. Like the night we announced that match, which would have been like a week or so ago, a week and a half ago on like a Monday. Like I, I got a text about him wanting to come because he had that Sunday. He saw we had and mm-hmm. Like that match was set up like. 15 minutes before we announced it. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, because, I remember seeing the messages. You're like, hang on, I was get like, confirmation. Yeah, hang on. <laughs> I was going to be just Action Andretti and Leo Rush, and then, like, he reached out. And it's, just, it's something, you know, to say, like, that's how much I think of the guy and really enjoy him. And he was like, yeah, I'm so-and-so. And we're like, okay, what can we get a flight for? Let's look at the flight. And he was like, yeah, and I could be there, and I could Sunday. And, you know, because he likes working for us, and I enjoy working with him. And mm-hmm. he brings an excitement yeah um so. and you know as you know really you know great matches and and he works good with those type of guys mm-hmm. uh, actually <coughs> um leo when i first the first ever i heard about him was from leo shot me a text and was like hey man look on gcw on some of their gifts at this guy ninja he's leo's the one that said like this guy's crazy you know, he's like, this guy's wild. And then I just went on there and, like, looked up some gifts of mm-hmm. some spots that they had did in matches and was like, oh. And that's how I ended up getting him for the Shamrock Cup. Mm-hmm. And Leo, I guess, got me in touch with him or whatever. But, um, yeah, he's he's a he's wild. Yeah. That's going to be – that's a that's probably the potential show steal or one that <clears throat> as soon as we posted about it, that's what everybody's like, oh, man, this match is going to be insane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we've well, so. got your – current Shamrock champion, Leo being a former two-time champion, and yeah. Ninja Mac, who was right there in the, in the yeah. finals. So uh, definitely it's going to be a very exciting match. You've already mentioned Megan Bain is back in Glen Burnie, uh, and she'll be taking on uh, Ray Lynn. And that's that's been a pretty heated feud over the months. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty kind of culminating mm-hmm. there, I guess, in Glen Burnie. Mm-hmm. 
for the women's title. Yeah, and there's another women's match uh, with Quinn McKay versus Lady Frost. From Impact Wrestling. Yeah. You know, who um, is another one. She's really grinded it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really been made a name for herself on the indies. Yeah, she's got a unique look. She's, yeah. Very unique, mm-hmm. hard worker, mm-hmm. great shape, um, and does some really cool stuff, you know. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm looking forward to <coughs> when I heard she was going to be there. And <coughs> we've been trying to put a lot of focus on the women's division. Everybody knows. We've And, um, yeah, so I reached out to her. And, of course, Lita will be involved in the show to some extent, maybe guest refereeing. I'm not sure. One thing we forgot to mention, too, on both of these, <coughs> Adam Cole will be doing in-ring segments. Okay. He's not going to be wrestling, probably, you know, but in other words, you'll have the chance if you're in attendance for him to come down to the ring to his ring music and for you to all scream, Adam <laughs> Cole, baby. <laughs> That's, <laughs> That's important. what I'm getting at. That's yep. important. That's what I'm getting at as a promoter. <laughs> you'll have the chance to do that Good. live <coughs> with Adam Cole, but you won't really be in action. Okay. Yeah, so, so it'll be there both nights. That's <clears throat> going to be great. And I'm excited to go back to Glen Burnie. Like that's, <clears throat> you know, for me, that area is, you know, kind of where we did a lot of shows. We ran at Michael's 8th Avenue for years. And, you know, the, the fans there, we've had our fans. That was kind of home. I guess it that's was. like our It was like our home, first Glenn home. Bernie. Yeah. Like that's how I kind of <clears throat> always felt. And like for me, I'm a non-Baltimore native. So like I didn't know one neighborhood from the next neighborhood. And so... I got to know that area through going to Bone Breakers and going out Did and flying. Did you come to the shows back then? Oh, and all that yeah. stuff. See, and I, yeah, I didn't know. I couldn't have told you where Glen Burnie was. <laughs> yeah, I would say, I would probably have to say that's kind of like the the you know you you get asked like like what hospital or what city you were born in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would probably have to credit Glen Burnie as like Napatapsco yeah. Arena. No, because that was only like two shows and yeah. we were gone. Like Glen Burnie, we really kind of. We built, you know, we were there for years, yeah. and we built a, a lineage and a history yeah. there. I would, I would have to, I would, if you had to ask me, I'd have to say that Glen Burnie was probably like the birthplace of MCW, like a lot of our big events there. And to think back then, it's the thing that always amazes me to this day. Like we'd draw these massive crowds on a freaking Wednesday, Wednesday night, night. <laughs> because Michael's Eighth Avenue, for people that don't know, was pretty much a wedding hall. Yeah. And they made so much money on, like, even Thursday nights. You usually had, like, bull roast and stuff mm-hmm. on Thursday nights. But Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, every week was sold out with yeah. weddings. It was a very, very nice, very popular wedding hall. And they couldn't even consider renting the place to us because of the amount of money that they made on weddings. Right. What they would have had to charge us for rent, we couldn't do. So, like, their off nights are, like, Tuesday or Wednesday, we'll strike a deal. And then we were like, oh, yeah, it's a great idea. Sure. <laughs> I don't know how. Like, you think <laughs> back, I would never consider right. coming to you guys and saying, hey, guys, we got a new building we're going to run at. We're going to do Tuesday nights. Oh, and you're going to have to take <coughs> off that day right. from work so that you can all be there of, and all of us that have kids. <laughs> all of us that have kids they and don't full-time go to school. jobs. I don't even want to say how many times uh, my children have missed school because we've had shows. <laughs> and <laughs> I know I've said it before, like, oh, Friday shows are always tricky for me. Um, yeah, when they were younger, I totally confessed to, come on, mommy and daddy got to work, so yeah. let's go. <laughs> yeah, forget it. So, yeah, it's, but, but we did We for years, and I would, I don't know how we did it. We had some massive Huge. crowds. Yeah. You know, with like the Road Warriors. There were times we did 1,000, 12. Mm-hmm. Steve from S- like Jerry the, what Springer, was that, like, 13, like 16 or 1,700. Yeah, it's crazy. Insane um, mm-hmm. on a Wednesday night, but... Yeah, and we we reached out. Have you heard any more? Like, what's going on with that building? Is it just vacant? It's vacant. No, uh, wasn't I it? Asked, was I asked it about using it. It's was it bought by like a big like commercial? It was assumed, it was assumed by a big company. Oh, they oh, took okay. it back. So they probably <coughs> yeah. like tear it down and build whatever. I think like I heard like a big commercial real estate firm right. that probably just they can let it sit for a tax write off. They actually own the building. Uh, across from Benfield, that whole uh, complex over there. The Industrial people that Park. own Michael's 8th Avenue yes. now are the quote-unquote the company, the entity oh, okay. that owns. Yes. Yeah, huh. so it's just sitting. Because I that was always contact them for parking at Benfield. Oh, really? Yeah, and I said, he's like, well, what about this? And I was like, what about that? He's like, it just sits empty. We don't use it. Wow. Everything's removed out of it. All the It's just totally gutted. Just gutted. 
Hmm. That's a shame, man. What a historic building that was. Yeah. Wow. Beautiful building. Just yeah. great to run there. Yeah. So much fun. And the chandeliers, just it always just felt so fancy. It was classy. <laughs> you know, it was. Yeah. And, you know, it, it, it elevated the indie wrestling uh, scene it for did us, have, I felt like. It had an aura about it. It did, yeah. And, I, and you felt that when we went back in, when was the last time we went back there? 2015? I believe, yeah. We did a ladies' <laughs> night there. I we did one or date. two shows. Wow. I think it was like 2015. Um, yeah, like it. Yeah, we had like homecoming and ladies' night. Yeah, and we went back there, and it mm-hmm. just remember went back there for those shows. Yep. It was like, man, it you it had an aura about it. For mm-hmm. I think that we had guess so much of our history was nicest there. dressing rooms of any place we've ever run. Yeah, because <laughs> we had all the like bridal suites upstairs. You know, I won't argue with that. That was that was nice. Well, I got to think you the know. Fountain Blue is a uh, pretty good venue Probably as well. S- yeah. Well, I've never been there. See, uh, I've never been there. In the, in the and again, this is me not knowing the area or anything. <laughs> Didn't I mean, you tell me that that guy swears that there was never a wrestling show there? Yeah. He said, I'm not sure. I don't think so. I saying. wrestled Axel Rotten there like my third match. At La Fontaine Blue? At La Fontaine oh, Blue. But okay. the owner, this is like, <laughs> it's like a conspiracy theory now. He this is like a conspiracy theory. He says it didn't happen. The owner, and he's owned it forever. He's owned it forever. Oh, that's right. You told me he was an older gentleman, right? An older gentleman. Yeah. And he's telling me, and like Chad's telling me and Dennis is like going, they're going, Dan, the owner's saying there was never. I said, I wrestled <laughs> Axel there. Like he hit me with a hammer. <laughs> it's like my third match, you know? And I said, and it's just like conspiracy. And he's like, I don't, I mean, I talked to the owner of the building. He's saying it never happened. <laughs> like, I'm telling you, I wrestled there. It was and it was, it was I mean, Dwayne how hard Gil- did you get hit with that hammer? Right. <laughs> it was a Dwayne Gill promotion. It was a Dwayne <laughs> Gill promotion. It was that so that I trained in like so it must have been nineteen ninety one, thirty years ago. Wow. But it happened. I, I swear it's <laughs> like <laughs> okay, this we is us, us us going into this weekend and this is still already I'm telling you I wrestled in this building. All right. We had a show in this building. We'll have to ask uh, John if he can, Just don't ask he can the locate owner. that, <laughs> that <laughs> lost Don't footage. ask the owner of the building. I'm going to be arguing, fighting with him this weekend, going, God damn it, I had a show here. File it under Area 51. Huh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's well, it's like good. one of those Matrix things, you know. It, it can exist uh, at the same time as the other reality, you know. Oh, yeah, Schrodinger's cat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right, well, so. that's this weekend. Yeah, so um, make sure you get your tickets, obviously. Chad, tell us again where they can get CelebFest tickets. BaltimoreCelebFest.com and MCWProWrestling.com. Yeah. And when you go there to get your tickets, make sure you take a look at all those stars. What did you say, 55, 58, 58. people? All right, because you're going to need some merchandise to get signed, so you're going to want to go to Hideaway Collectibles and mm-hmm. stock up on all your Funko Pops and any other wrestling memorabilia that you want to take because some of these... Guys and girls are going to be a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity for people to meet. So uh, you want to make sure that you get that uh, merchandise and pick that up. You can go to locally, Hideaway Collectibles on Hollowbird Avenue, right down the street from Jimmy's Famous Seafood. Or you can go to HideawayCollectibles.com, and they have a lot of their inventory posted online. We'll see you this weekend. Yeah, For All Hollywood right. Celeb Fest, Baltimore Celeb Fest 3, and Winter Blast, Hollywood and Glen Burnie. Four okay. big events in one weekend. Wow. All right. So we should all sleep now for the rest of the week because we aren't going to be getting any. Very busy weekend. Yes. All right. Well, uh, for the rest of the MCW cast, thank you for joining us on this journey. And we will see you this weekend. And if not, then we'll see you next week, every Tuesday night at 8 o'clock on the MCW cast. You, you, I, me, me.